It's Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby. We're live in Belfast. <laughs> Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello, and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, live from the Empire in Belfast, also on Joe, together with Guinness. How are you doing? Good. What a crowd. This is unbelievable. Make some noise. Yeah. That ought to show how many people wow. are in the room. Woo. Belfast. It's Belfast. Yeah. I'm Barry Murphy. This is your very own Andrew Trimble. Yeah. Stop. I oh, would just stop. 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 Would you stop? <laughs> so what does Belfast, Belfast mean? Wow. Mean to you, man? I always wanted to go to Belfast one day. <laughs> And finally, that dream has come true. I know you, I know you, I know you. I don't know your name. <laughs> We're going to have an awkward conversation afterwards. You're going to say, hi, Andre. I'm only joking. <laughs> I do know your name. I know, I know all your names. So this is basically rent a crowd. You just brought all your mates here. These are my buddies, yeah. Everybody's on the guest list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been selling or saying we sold, like, sold this place out. We sold nothing. These Who tickets. paid a penny? Who paid? <laughs> tickets were all free, but we still sold out, technically. Uh, we're delighted to be here. Uh, we've got a great lineup and a great show. Uh, I, this is my first time ever doing a live kind of audience chat thing, so uh, it already feels like it's a wedding, and this is uh, <laughs> potentially me and Andrew's wedding, because uh, over the last six months... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Over the last six months, we've gotten quite close, and um, you know, haven't we? We already. I think so. I think it's not. It's not inconceivable that we could get married. Yeah, and if we Down were. Don't sorry. Don't sorry. Get with the times. <laughs> not. Not yeah, with this crowd. No way. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we were to get married, I think I'd be making the groom speech, uh-huh. and I'd be like. Doesn't my bride look beautiful tonight, everybody? Doesn't he look? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I've got a six foot eleven bridesmaid to come on, <laughs> <laughs> and she is an absolute stunner. Is she? Let me tell you. Yeah, wait to see her. Um, well, what we have got coming up on the show is we look ahead to the final weekend of the Six Nations Championship. We'll chat with Ireland's bonus point win over France. We'll look ahead to the big Wales game in Cardiff for the weekend. Uh, we'll be joined by three class rugby players in Devon, the bridesmaid toner, Wales legend Dwayne Peel, and 2013 Grand Slam winner and Ireland woman Grace Davitt. Uh, we also have tickets to give away uh, later in the show to be included. Uh, we want all of you to tweet pictures or Instagram pictures or whatever live feed. And whoever has the best hashtag or the best picture, actually hashtag House of Rugby Live, uh, producer Pat will pick two of the best to go into a competition at the end of the night. That's the formalities done. Yeah. That's absolutely. the emergency exits, all that stuff. Anyway, but what's your... Um, I mean, have you an affinity with Belfast? What's your, have you any special memories of Belfast? Um, I have a lot of special memories. I play in a band called Hermitage Green, and we play here regularly. And this is actually my exact spot when I'm playing. Um, it's a lot tighter because there's five of us, and there's usually drums and shy. And didgeridoos. Didgeridoos and all the rest. And usually, uh, the Ulster players are really good for supporting us. So Hendy usually stands like right in the middle, up front, blocking half the room. 
uh, and Ian Henderson this is, and he mouths all the words to me because he knows the words to every one of our songs, which is quite weird. It's creepy. Uh, it's creepy, and I think he intentionally makes it like that. So uh, he's a huge fan. Tommy is always here. You have yet to show up to one gig of ours. Yeah, yeah. Not into our music, basically. Are you? I'm just waiting. I just maybe I just don't get it. I don't know. So. Oh, before here, I also had uh, many of uh, an experience in Raven Hill. Um, not the best experiences. My first time ever there was 2006, and I broke my leg horrifically, um, and I screamed for 10 minutes on the pitch. I'm so embarrassed. I'm still to this day embarrassed about it. I, uh, and then they gave me morphine, and they brought me off the pitch, and the doctor and everyone, I think it was, um, who was the doctor at the time? David Irwin was the doctor at the oh. time. Brilliant. So sound. Looked after me and gave me loads of gas and everything, and then I went to the hospital, and the nurses there were kind of playing down my injury, and I was like, oh, shit. I hope it's at least, like, something that will keep me out. Please be broken. Three, Please. four <laughs> weeks, maybe, because she was like, I think this is grand. I think it's fine. I was like, fuck. I was, scree I was literally crying on the pitch. Um, it turned out it was a, dub a double fracture and a dislocation, so I was out. Oh, what a relief. Uh, yeah, oh. Exactly. <laughs> The following year, I came back, and my first, my first game back was up here in Ravenhill, and I broke my hand after five minutes, so uh, uh, <laughs> it's always been but pretty miserable. But that's the reception you get, yeah, that's the, yeah. the Ulster reception. Tough place to go, but hopefully I won't break a bone tonight, I'll get through this uh, okay. Um, we actually interviewed Will Addison on this stage earlier on tonight. Um, Any Will Addison fans? <laughs> Not as big as us. No. Absolutely. We, we're running an inquiry at the minute, actually, and now you're a suspect. <laughs> just, just listen out for any more suspects. Anyone quacking? Was <laughs> <laughs> it you? <laughs> that was quite a, a well-worded heckle there. <laughs> quite a long-winded, well-worded heckle. So, um, you can get someone where I don't think that's very Will Addison feeds duck esque. Isn't it? I think he's off the hook. What? Okay. Okay, I thought you said it was. Sorry. No. Right. No, he's, he's grand. That was you. That was you. Me. <laughs> I passed the ball in my life. We had Will Addison in here earlier on for any of you that listen to the show. We're obsessed with him a little bit. I think rightly so. If any Ulster fans are in the house, he's an unbelievable player, right? What a find. Uh, Dwayne Peel will be here later on to tell us how it was all his, his uh, influence bringing him to Ulster, apparently. Um, but we, um, we also talked to Will about his, uh, his freakish injury slash... Uh, what would you call it? It's a disability. It's a disability. He has a thumb that is like dislocated so much so that it allows him to hold the ball in one hand and offload mm -hmm. like a freak. And, it, and it's, it's, it's an incredible disability. Yeah. You have something kind of similar? Uh, mine looks uglier and there's less benefits. Andrew gave me, the, gave me the finger earlier on and this is what I was, this, I can't believe I haven't noticed this till now. Look, look at this. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> Do it's that. Not, it's Do not. That. <laughs> Look how inoffensive this is. 
It's, it's, it's only whenever you don't have that string to your bow, whenever you can't offend people, <laughs> you wish you could. Because now it's, it's, it's not offensive, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's humorous. <laughs> Very switched on, you're a duck feeder. <laughs> Ooh. We'll come back to you on that. We don't know what you mean. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to bring... Get into our first guest. Yeah, so this man, um, I've known him for a long time. Um, his name is Dev Toner. Um, he's on 12 grand a year uh, <laughs> disability allowance from the government. <laughs> Technically, he's disabled, but to us, he's just very, very tall. Dev Toner, everyone, please go mental. How are you? <laughs> stand up. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. How you So, uh, Dev and I were at the game uh, yesterday, uh, doing a little bit, little bit of a corporate thing. You only get to do when you're injured or retired. Um, and my my young fella came in, and uh, Dev scared the life out of him. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, hi, Daddy, and he goes, nice to move. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you're not actually disabled, Dev, are you? You're just tall. No, no, I'm not, no. Is no. that a myth, that story? That is the longest-running myth that, that is out I remember there hearing about that. me. Yes, yeah. that I can get the bus for free, that I can, <laughs> I can get disabled parking spots, that I get a stipend from the government to get clothes and cars. <laughs> but it is all not true. Oh, if only it so was. so disappointed. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. such a sorry, shame. Sorry, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Yeah. It's such a, such a shame. That's, I, that's I, all we've got here. Really. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great night, folks. Safe, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th I mean, to be fair, we've, we know that that's a room. We know that's fake because... We actually were right there. I was the one spreading that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, so we did this trip um, uh, with Ireland schools or 21s or it something? It was schools. Yeah, it was schools, yeah. And that was whenever your secret got out, your fake secret. <laughs> <laughs> so we started spreading rumors. Someone told me, to be fair, and I thought, that is brilliant. It's not likely to be true oh, yeah. that you're on a disability allowance. Yeah. <laughs> I think, actually, you walked in when someone else was spreading the rumor. Someone else was like, do you know Dev Toner gets 12 grand a year? Hi, Dev. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not true, then. It's not true. If only. If only it was. Yeah. You would, you'd be earning a lot of money, then. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think you're probably doing all right. <laughs> we had David O'Doherty, the, the comedian on the show a couple yeah. of weeks ago, probably yeah. our best guest, guest to date. And uh, he made a good point that of all the the international rugby players that he hears that are the best in the world, he, all he wants to know is how good they were when they were 10 and 11 years of age. Like, were they scoring 10 <laughs> tries a game and just running over everyone? So how big were you when you were 10? So, 10. 10. So when I was 12, when I went into first year in school, I was 12, I was 6 foot 4. So <laughs> I was... <laughs> So I was 10, I was probably 6 foot 2. 
<laughs> wow. Six foot movie. That yeah. is the same reaction we got whenever I showed them my disabled fingers. I said it wasn't very good, though. No, so you weren't scoring 10 tries no, a no, game? No, it wasn't, no. But uh. you, you, were, you, you picked up rugby late, though, didn't you? No, I played under 10s, under 10s, under 12s for uh, Norco Lair. And then, obviously, went to school and played in school. So. Your mum and dad must have thought you were an absolute gold mine. You're going to make like... a fortune out of this kid. <laughs> I don't think so, no, to be honest. But um, yeah, like. Is that what you were trying to do with your kid yesterday? Getting him into the media already at two yes. years of age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the way to do it. You actually live on the same street as David O'Doherty. I do, you, yeah. You and Ralla. And Ralla, yeah. Wow, what's yeah, that I'm, like? I know, yeah. And around the corner from Ferg as well. Berg McFadden, so um, yeah, it's great, you see him the whole time now, yeah, so he's, uh, well, apart from putting him when he's on tour, I don't see Rala that much now, to be honest, he's, um, I don't know where he's gone, to be honest. Keeps a low profile, does he? He gives tours of the Aviva, I He think. does, yeah, he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect man. He loves it, oh, 100%, yeah. I imagined you like uh, last of the summer wine, the, the four lads just walking around the streets. <laughs> 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 Scaling fences or whatever they've been doing. Solving crimes. Yeah. Solving crimes. <laughs> <laughs> David O'Doherty, you and Rala. <laughs> but you, you're a big fan of David O'Doherty, aren't you? Ah, yeah, yeah. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a, you know, he likes the show. I know he's a good friend of yours as well. Uh huh. He's uh, he's yeah. come on the show and he's he's just kept us unbelievably entertained nonstop. Oh, we yeah. that show went on for about an hour and twenty minutes or something. And we didn't mention rugby once. In fact, we actually tried to get back to rugby, and he... No, sorry, the other way around. We, we were going on tangents, and he was the one. He loves his rugby. Yeah, because he played the school, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He... Yeah. He, uh, he played Dennis Hickey, was That's it? right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He won a senior cup. What was it? Didn't he, Baz? Junior cup. Junior cup, oh. Yeah. Oh, what a loser. <laughs> 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 sorry, David O'Darcy. Sorry, David. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're going to leave you alone about your height after this one, but you did drop a load of rugby gear into St. Vincent de Paul. <laughs> like, what were you thinking there? I, right? <laughs> I, did, I did say what size it was. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there are larger people as yeah. well. Some bed sheets, that maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's the same, so, like, you do, like, you know when you're... Finish with your shoes and all. You put them in the in, in the clothes bin as well. Like I'm yeah. seeing lads walking around with size 15 <laughs> shoes going around the place. And like, I don't know if they, it doesn't happen very no, often. No, not really. No. Well, what's going on? So you're you're injured at the minute. Then are you enjoy? Is it nice? You've never been injured. Yeah. You've no. Done. So I had surgery on my ankle about four weeks ago now, and um, he he yeah. So like it's pretty weird not being not being playing, not uh, not being involved. Like just doing rehab and weights and. Conditioning every day is a bit weird and seeing the games and all. But, um, it's given the rest of probably my body a, a, a bit of a rest and try, try, and, try and rejuvenate as well. So hopefully I can come back better for it. Yeah. Any date in mind? So they originally said 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so another probably six or seven. But hopefully we can kind of shave, shave some time off that. Hopefully yeah. another maybe five or six maybe. Yeah. Will you be back for the quarterfinal, please? <laughs> 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 Remains to be seen. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is good news. The joy. Oh, I can feel it. Really. Don't hide it, lads. Don't hide it. Um, well, there was a lot of talk of the, the mindset going into the, the uh, French game at the weekend from the Irish team, having had a few 
tough, difficult weeks, yeah. apparently. Um, how do you think they did after all that pressure? Getting yeah. that result? Like, I think they put on a fairly dominant display. I think that obviously, obviously that first half, they were um, quite dominant, as I said. Like, France, France didn't really get in their own half at all, did they? Mm. Um, I think they really wanted to put down a marker just for being home as well. Do you know what I mean? Being the Viva and having lost the, the last day against England, I think really wanted to put down a marker and put down a good performance, obviously, for, for, for the fans and, and, and um, for, for themselves in particular as well. So I think they obviously came out of the blocks in the first half um, really dominant. Kind of, I'm sure they'd be disappointed letting in the, the two tries at the end of the game. Um, but overall, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a brilliant performance, I think. Yeah, there was an immediate sign of relief, wasn't there, after two minutes when we got that try? Yeah. Um, just that we brought that energy, I think I felt it. Yeah. I'm sure you must have felt it as well. I think there's a lot of confidence as well. So, like, they were obviously giving away a lot of penalties and, and we were kicking to the corner instead of kind of going for the points and showed kind of confidence in the, in the obviously, the pack and the line-out and going for the tries as well, yeah. So, showed a bit of confidence there. It was weird that in a game where France gave away penalties non-stop, that there was no yellow cards. Mm. And obviously, Rory got that first try, got got Ireland off to yeah. off off running. It, it was a nice, I suppose, for Rory's big send off. Rory's last home game. Well, he kind of left it open, didn't he, a little bit? <laughs> did he? Or didn't he, he did. Yeah, he said, um, "I'm probably going to retire after the World Cup." <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Is he saying there? I mean, is he just keeping his options open there, or I think he's fairly sure he's going to finish up. Anyway, there was a bit of a bit of chat about it. Had the kids on the pitch and all. Yeah, yeah. Would that been something? You know, you played with Rory for a long time. Obviously, be nice to give him a big send off for the last home game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's a bit of a, obviously he's a legend around these parts. Um, a legend, a legend around the whole of Ireland, obviously. But um, yeah, no, obviously the, he played great, and to get to get that try was 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 great for him. Um, obviously, you know him a lot better than a lot of us, so you kind of know know what he's talking about the, the retirement. Um, but yeah, no, I was obviously delighted for him to get that try. I was thinking it was James Ryan that picked him up and picked yes. him up and picked him up over the line and put him down. I know yeah. Rory, Rory kind of um, like drove his way over. Yeah. I was going, Rory hasn't got that much of a leg drive. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, absolutely, James Ryan has got him by the scruff of the neck and he's yeah. kind of like Nelson Munz style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just backed he's him over. The battering yeah. yeah, but we're, we're kind of. Kind of apart from the last five minutes, where you know, kind of a little bit leaky, where fans come back. But is that us kind of back on track now? Um, yeah, like obviously you'd, you'd like to think so. Um, and like traditionally, Ireland have gotten better over the, over the Six Nations, um, and hopefully it's going to lead into into a great game. Um, obviously this coming weekend. Um, but obviously, like I think, what did I read? I think Ireland have. Have never lost the last Six Nations game in a Joe, but they've also never won in Wales. So obviously, it's it's obviously going to be a huge game. Like and and uh, to have never won over there would, would um, probably Joe wouldn't probably like that very much. So he he'd, he'd obviously he'd be delighted to get a win over there. Yeah, Joe Joe's been unbelievably good for you. You only played what three or four times with Declan, apparently. Yeah, so so, so we got told. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like I said. It's not Decky's fault, I suppose it's my my fault as well. Like so I he like I got capped by Decky in two thousand and ten. I got like three caps and then um obviously didn't, didn't play for a while, obviously because it was Paulie, it was Donica, it was Dura Donica, Ryan, it was uh Mick O'Driscoll, like there was loads of lads. Um but then two thousand thirteen, um Joe gave me kind of my first kind of real stint into 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 international rugby and then kinda went on from there. Yeah, and then you kinda it got to the point where 
your kind of first name down. If we're going to get a line out that functions, you get DevToner in there. It's, uh, it's nice to have someone like Joe, who knows his rugby as well as Joe and is as well thought of as Joe, kind of backs you and supports you, and you're one of his favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but um, like it, as you said, it's great to have the confidence of your coaches. Um, it's great to have, um, obviously, the confidence to, to, to see that he can do a job for you and, and, and that you can do what he wants you to do, I suppose, and, and, and getting picked is, is obviously an example of confidence. So, yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, and there's a, you know, there's a lot of competition there in that position at the oh, moment, yeah. like Hendy and James Ryan doing mm -hmm. so well at the weekend, so I'm sure you're chewing at the bit to get back in there. And, and, oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, like, yeah. Obviously, James Ryan is the is the is the is the, the new phenom coming up, and yeah, yeah. he won the James Ryan Award again, the man, the man of the match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's like he's he's been unbelievable for the last two or three years, James has, and and obviously, Handy speaks for himself. He's he's a he's a, he's, a, he's a class player himself. But like, you can't overlook Olsen and Tyg Byrne and Quinn Rue and like, there's, a, there's so much um, there's so much competition in the second round now nowadays. Well, Tyg Byrne in particular, I mean, he's yeah. he's making turnovers for fun. He's mm -hmm. running a mock with Munster. Mm -hmm. I mean, is it just a reflection of the competition, or like has, has he well, done something been, wrong? Well, he's been he's been unlucky with, with with injuries as well. So he did his knee obviously at the start, and, he, and he's only coming back. And I think I like I, th I think he was struggling a bit during the week, so with, with his back maybe. But 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 I'm, that, that's just what I'm hearing. Do you know what I mean? So I, I I don't really know to be honest. Um, he he might be in the in the back in the mix for this weekend. Like so, wouldn't be surprised to see him in because he's such a class player. But. Um, obviously, once you're out of the squad, you're kind of out. So you don't, you don't, you don't know really what's, know going, what's on. going on. Yeah. And to be fair to Alton Delang, came on and had an incredible oh, yeah. impact. Yeah. Carried some very. Yeah. Uh, he's a really he's a, such a dynamic ball carrier. Yeah. And like when he hits you, he hits you like. Yeah. 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 It's something like you know, it's an interesting one. That competition is so high that when you see Alton come into the squad about three years ago, made a big impact, mm -hmm. has dropped off, and you know, certain players step up, they get their opportunity. Mm -hmm certain then all of a sudden they're ahead of him mm -hmm. um, and all it takes is that one opportunity really to get mm -hmm. back in the squad isn't it oh yeah 100 like that's that's the nature of rugby though isn't it like it happens in every position and <laughs> in every walk of life do you mean you gotta take your chances when you can you know what second rows are really good at whenever the line out doesn't go well not taking the blame <laughs> <laughs> hey. it's always the hooker's fault yeah isn't it and if they obviously take a class nine out, it's all on them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll take the praise, but yeah. not the criticism. Yeah. So have you? Um, <laughs> what a bunch of players. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken my fair share of criticism over the years. I'll tell you that. Dev, you're an absolute golden ball. <laughs> you can do no wrong. Oh, come on now. Actually, yeah. I was looking at your name today, just staring at it, and uh, <laughs> it's a great name for like tabloid headlines. Uh, ah, for Devon's sake, <laughs> when, when you mess up, or Devon got the custard. <laughs> or, uh, oh no, spells differently. <laughs> Devon sets the toner. <laughs> That's nearly as bad as. Michael Checker's nickname for me, it used to be, um, he used to call me Inkjet. Inkjet. Toner. Toner goes ah. in a printer. I was like, it's... Surprising because I had nothing to do with my height. But... <laughs> I had one more that was like, uh, Devin's so good he's given me a... 
And he was like, hard on. <laughs> also not great when you're in school and your second name rhymes with that. <laughs> were you worried you were going to get bullied in school, though? <laughs> oh. Verbal, verbal abuse. Yeah, yeah but you can re repay that with some physical abuse very easily. No, a gentle giant. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't strike me as someone who's ferocious. To be fair, like... Vicious. <laughs> vicious, sorry. Vicious is the word I was looking Thanks for. Thanks very much. Do you know that, like, you yeah. just... You're, you can throw people around the place, but yeah. you do it with a smile on your face. <laughs> uh, whereas Paul O'Connell, on the other hand, yeah. we literally called him psychopath in Munster because yeah. he was such a psycho. Yeah. Um, is that something that's going out of the game these days? Are there as many... Do you come up against many... Would you be looking at other international players now and go, fuck? He's yeah, I don't think there's enough. There's not enough psychos in the game nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is there? The sooner you retire, I wasn't asking you. We'll get some more psychos in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is going out a little bit, to be honest. Like, obviously, with um, you can't get, you can't do anything because obviously the camera angles and replays and like everything, like it's not obviously like dirty stuff as well. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, it, like it is kind of going out a little bit. Um, but like there are your fair share of cycles over there, there so like who? Mm. who? Well, <laughs> <laughs> names here. I don't know. I don't know any names. I don't, I don't know. Name three cycles. Uh, oh, come on. I don't know. Are there any on your own team that you'd be like, nice one? I've got a psycho on my team. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to love having Paul O'Connell on the team. Like <laughs> psycho. O'Malley's. Peter O'Malley. He'd be up there maybe. Keen Healy. Yeah. Some of them boys. Peter Manning's a shirt grabber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neil Bass was the last psycho I played with. Yes. Yeah. He was mad. Here, here. Very proud of Neil Bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a psycho thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he mad? Yeah. He was good. I enjoyed he was him. Yeah. 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 Good lad. Though. What's he at now? Lives in Singapore. Just writes articles abusing Ulster coaches. <laughs> 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 oh, he'd, a, he'd a pop off the president at the RFU at one stage as well, didn't he? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, when he was playing. Like, good lad, though. Good yeah, lad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think he was speaking for everyone, but everyone else was just like, <laughs> yeah. Great tourist. Yeah. 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 Tourist. yeah. 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 Uh, we could do Psycho. a few more psychos, yeah. 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 Although Paulie was actually a gentle psycho at heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. I remember yeah. once driving home from a game with Paulie in, from Cork and he was driving and I was sitting next to him and we were just chatting away and uh, we looked ahead and there was a rabbit hopping across the road in front of us and I think we both thought at the same time that if he just keeps on moving <laughs> that we'll just go past him. So we're driving and uh, the rabbit just stopped and just <laughs> looked straight into the headlights <laughs> and Paulie just fucking smacked straight into the rabbit. <laughs> And you could just hear this dink off the, <laughs> off the bonnet of the car. And he was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, I was la couldn't stop laughing at what had happened. <laughs> but he described what had potentially happened. Like, he was probably in the bushes with his family. And he was like, I'm going to go out and get you some food. And they're like, thanks, Dad. And he's like, hey. <laughs> 
hopped out and then Paul O'Connell just mows them down in his car. So I thought yeah, that before was he goes, they're like, watch out for psychos, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know who's a current psycho? Who? Saxton. He is. I think Saxton's a bit of a psycho. Yeah. He's got a bit of a red mist, hasn't he? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> we do this Game of Thrones comparison on our show where we split up the different provinces into... Right. Uh, did you, are you a fan of Game of Thrones? I am. So you he loves Game of Thrones. You're the Lannisters, unfortunately, in Leinster. Uh, what? Because the name and... <laughs> Just because. He's the mountain. He's the mountain, yeah. <laughs> Johnny's Joffrey. Johnny's Joffrey. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. He's just killing people left, right, and centre <laughs> for the crack. Who's Tyrion? Stockdale. You're dead. Who's, Kill him. Ty- who's, who's Tyrion? Nugget. Sean Ty- Cronin. He's Tyrion, is he? I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Your Ulster were the wildlings beyond the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of felt suitable. Uh, a little bit political. And we're the. Yeah, go on. Beyond the hard border. No, no. <laughs> it's a soft wall. It's, a soft wall. Oh. it's cold, but it's a soft wall. It's coming down now. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Game of That's Game of Thrones done. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be the Starks. I tried. I kind of. I felt like I argued our corner a little bit. I wanted to be the Starks. And I just felt like he shouted louder and made us the, the Wildlings. He's been giving ye the Starks and Munster the Wildlings, who I've been doing vice versa. Yeah. But should we just fight to the death and see who wins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of us fight with him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll gouge you your eyes out. Just crush your heads, yeah. <laughs> Name your champion. Yeah. To fight for you. Yeah. Sorry, to be fair, you wouldn't be my champion, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> He's my champion. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you boys bonded quite a lot in your years, I think. You yeah. good pals? Yeah. We, yeah. Um, our careers kind of went along the same sort of path. We both struggled like, to get game time with the last coach. <laughs> 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 and then we kind of kicked on and we both won this in 2014. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. touch it, right? Yeah. I think uh, Chris Henry's in the crowd as well, actually. Chris was there that day. Chris? I can't, I can't see Give us anything. a quack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for the three boys. And we played schools together, under-21s together. Yeah, um, I think you were a year ahead of me in school, were you? Yeah, I can't or, remember. Yeah, I know, yeah. Well, because <laughs> you were like the next big thing, and like he was like uh, the next uh, Brian Riscoll, uh, the next 13. He was, I was the next Jacob Stockdale. He played Stockdale. two years of our school. Yeah, you know, one Andrew of those Trimble. lads. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, like, he was older than me as well, like, do you know what I mean? So, he's, um, so I was kind of that one year below you. But then when we got obviously playing together in Ireland, we obviously kind of yeah. like, got on. Yeah. yeah, we hit it off. We were besties for a while. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Me, Dev, and Chad. A bit yeah. jealous now. <laughs> we, this is bad timing. We just got married. He's <laughs> <laughs> your bridesmaid, to be fair. Yeah. 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 He's been sleeping with the groom. <laughs> um, there has been a lot of talk of the mindset over the last few weeks. Uh, what's your take on that? Like within the camp, is there? Uh, 
a need for, like a lot of people who say, they need to go on the piss, they need to be a little bit happier, and there's a lot of talk about those kind of things. How, what's your take on no, those No, I things? don't think there's a need to, be, to go on the piss. I don't think, like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, like, it, like it's always good to, to go out and have a few beers oh, together, yeah. and like, everyone really enjoys their, like, everyone's company, like, there's, n there's nothing going on, there's nothing, like, deep or, yeah. like, wrong going on in the camp, do you know what I mean? It's like, we've won 20 of the last 22 games, there's nothing to be worried about, do you know what I mean? And, uh, like, I think, like, it's a lot, a lot of fuss about nothing, to be honest. Um, we just needed a good, a good performance to, to get back on track, and we just needed to get back to, be, to, to, to the basics, basically. And, and once we did that, once we started doing that, obviously, early on in the France game, and, just the confidence comes back, and once you start getting over the gain line and doing the basics right, and, and obviously not dropping the ball, and, and just, as I said, just getting the basics absolutely right, it just gets that confidence back. So, yeah, I guess nothing That'll be good for us, won't it, that game of the weekend? Yeah, Because we got, we got the win, and it was, it was reasonably plain, plain sailing up until conceding those couple of late tries, mm. but we looked in control the whole time. We looked really confident. Our shape was good. Mm. It'd be good for us going to, going to Wales, thinking, you know, we can play with it, we'll be here, we can stretch them. Mm. Yeah, like, lads looked buzzing in the first half. I think, like, CJ was like a man possessed runner in the place. Like, Pete played class. James Ryan, Hendy was ripping balls from lads. Like, it was, like they all played, like, really well. I think Gary Ringrose came back in, and he had a, had a phenomenal game. And I think if we just keep that enthusiasm and keep that kind of dominant mindset to get over the game line, to just to, 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 just to kind of obviously, get, as I said, get back to the basics, I think if we just keep that mindset, it will obviously do, do us well over there. I think the, mar the margins are so fine at that level. Like, if you look at that English match, when I look back at it and watch it a few times, um, it was very uh, similar to, the, to, the, English, or to the, the All Blacks game in terms of how we played. It's the same, the same patterns, same styles, and sometimes you get the bounce of the ball, sometimes uh, they do, and, and, and momentum shifts, and, yeah. and uh, I suppose in the heat of the moment, you can get flustered, and, and a team can get on top, and... That's what happened when Wales beat England. I felt they, the momentum shifted with them and they got on top of them. And, and you know, you saw, as you said, at the weekend, France, mm. uh, we got on top of them. So, yeah, it is, it is those fine margins. Said, it, it, exactly. It's like just these little one percenters that, as you say, there's just the, the margins are so fine. And especially, obviously, provincial rugby. And then when you, once they get into the into international rugby, they, they get smaller and smaller. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, and obviously we got the win against Italy, but as when just balls weren't going to hand, or we were just obviously dropping that first pass, and then just things weren't sticking, and then it's just obviously just those those tiny things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not looking too far ahead, but the World Cup in uh, in in autumn. Um, do you kind of take this Six Nations as something separate to that, and you kind of you know do you think if if we hadn't ride it, that it might affect us, or is it? A, I would love to think that it's a case of no, you you get this out of the way and then you, you move on and you prepare no. completely different. No, like obviously when we're obviously in the Six Nations, you, you, you take that as your obviously tournament, like you want to go win it, you want to play as, as, as well as you can in this actual tournament. Um, so that's obviously one off, but then obviously when you get into the World Cup and you're getting into warm games, you will look back at your performances in the Six Nations and see what you've done well and see what you've done wrong and what you need to work on. So obviously in the Six Nations, you're just worrying on that because mm -hmm. it's such a huge tournament and it means so much to everyone, to the players and the fans and everyone to win it. So you're, you're focusing just on that, but then obviously when you get to this World Cup preparation, you will, be lo you will look back on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're still hoping to get to the World Cup, Andrew and Barry. We've uh, got a swear mm. jar that we forgot <laughs> to bring with us this week. Um, but if anyone would like to contribute, uh, we'll just 
throw some cash in the counter there. <laughs> come with us, if you will. Um, will Anderson is coming with us, apparently. If he doesn't get picked, he's going he's gonna to jump on board. Fingers crossed he stays injured. Yeah. <laughs> Just because we get to spend more time with him. I mean, I'm happy to sacrifice Ulster's performances. He was flirting with him so much earlier on. <laughs> he, he was dressed the same as him. Will is sitting there. You even did like a Sharon Stone moment in Dave Skinsey. <laughs> Started smoking a cigarette. I was like, why did you not even smoke? What are you doing? Yeah, they say don't meet your heroes, but he certainly didn't disappoint today. No, he didn't. He's amazing. He's dreamy, yeah. Just pity you were cock blocking the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, uh, Dev, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Best of luck with the, uh, with the recovery. Actually, you're going to stay on later on for the chat. Uh, so we're going to take a 15 minute break now, and then we'll be back after the break for a few more chats. Thanks, no man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Round of applause for Devin Toner. Sorry. Thank you. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're going to go straight and look ahead towards the Guinness Six Nations title decider between Ireland and our buddies Wales and Cardiff this weekend. But to do so, I want you to welcome two players that achieved some great deeds in their respective careers. Uh, first up, it is former Ulster and Ireland star and 2013 Grand Slam winner Grace Davitt. Hi guys, how are you doing? Right. Joining her on the couch, we have a man who's played 76 times for Wales, won Grand Slams in 2005 and 2008, started all three tests for the Lions in 2005. He is also assistant coach to Dan McFarlane at Ulster. It is, of course, Dwayne Peel. Do you want to introduce Dev again? Uh, well, you say the same stuff? Yeah. Um, Dev is 6 foot 11 and he gets 12 grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dev, would you? Dev and Toner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> already sick of us. Uh, Dwayne, if we could start with you, um, I suppose, what better way to start and look ahead to the Ireland-Wales match this weekend, and a man that might be in the know, what's the buzz like in Wales at the moment? Yeah, obviously I think um, we're all looking forward to the game, obviously I think it's the momentum sort of with Wales at the minute, I feel like, you know, I think um, we've gone 13, is it 13 or 14 games unbeaten now, so... I think Ireland having such a good couple of years has probably helped in many ways. You know, I think they've gone under the radar a bit, Wales, and I'm sort of been chasing Ireland a bit. You know, and I think that um, yeah, they've been they've been pretty consistent. I think defensively they've been class. So um, yeah, I think it'll be uh, it'll be a good maybe another Grand Slam. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Says with a smile on his face. Yeah. Um, and Warren Gatlin's uh, final send off in Six Nations. Um, Obviously, he's been an incredible, incredibly successful coach. Could you give us an insight what it's like to work under, under a guy like that? And he always seems to get his team into the zone for those big games. Yeah, I think um, management is probably his strength. You know, I think he likes, you know, he, he obviously uh, 
gets his gets his team playing well, you know. And I think just just the mental side of things is huge for him. You know, he likes he likes to um, you know get the boys all fired up and things. And you know, in fairness, some of it, you know some of the play has been you know very direct and very very physical since he's been there. You know, I think that he's he works hard. He works the guys hard off the field physically uh, in the gym and so forth. And I think you know Wills have. Wales have played like that as well under him. You know they've been they've been fortunate. They've had a lot of big guys and athletic guys since in the time he's been there. Um, but I think that um, you know he'll want to finish on a high. And I think you know he's been he's been he's been really good, albeit uh, you know didn't pick me much. But yeah. it's uh, no, I think he's been he's been excellent to be fair for for Wales. Yeah. And he's uh, I suppose made a controversial decision to pick Gareth Anscombe for uh, the last few games, but. Um, What's your thoughts on that? It's obviously yeah, I, working. I think it's picked very well. He's yeah. picked on form, to be fair. I think that um, you know, in the summer he was very good in the, on the tour when they went to Argentina, um, and the autumn he was very, very good as well. So um, you know, they went unbeaten in the autumn, so he deserves to keep his place for me. And um, yeah, no, they haven't they haven't lost a game, you know, in the last eight under him when he's played a ten. So uh, yeah, he deserves to keep the shirt. He's be, he's been going well. Is it lose lose? For Ireland this weekend, because if, if Ireland win, <laughs> if Ireland win, then England win Six Nations, and it's not much of an incentive. Dave's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not that yeah. I could be celebrating, exactly. I suppose. Yeah. You're not even considering that, really. You're thinking Grand Slam ready for a while. I, I just think it's... Uh, Grand Slams just come so easy to you, don't they? Yeah, well... How many Grand Slams you got, Peely? Two. Just two, two. Yeah, just Dev? The... Chris? One. Baz? <laughs> <laughs> a what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Did you get it? No, I didn't get a Grand oh, Slam. Oh, shit, I thought you did. But believe it or not... <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. um, you did have that Grand Slam decider against Ireland uh, in 2005, 32-10, you won that game. Can you remember much of that? Can you take us back? Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I remember it was, um, it was a boiling hot day, the roof was open. and We hadn't won it for 30 years. I think Wales have won a Grand Slam for 30 years since the, you know, the 70s or something. Or when, 30, 20, 2005, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool. Um, Tom Jones was singing before the game. That was pretty cool. I love the way. Do Wales do that much anymore? They used no, to always do that. They, they used got to do that. Yeah. Stereophonics used to yeah. come out, or yeah. Manic so, Street Preachers, and. But it was good. It was it was awesome, and obviously you get the win and a good, good couple of nights out after. So it was it was good times. Yeah. Dined out it, dined out it for a while. I think yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're dead yeah, right. Good. Uh, Grace, you were down in Dublin at the weekend to see uh, the Ireland women against France. Uh, tough day at the office yeah. against a very tough French team, I'd even say. Um, how were they looking apart yeah. from the result? Yeah, like our, uh, I suppose the thing you have to think about is like England and France are both professional now. Uh, you know, that French setup, they're unbelievable and they're so physical. They lost a couple of strong players like Safi NDA is really physical. Carson is a heptathlete and uh, I thought maybe Ireland would match them a bit more. And I suppose at the start of the game they did. France got off out of the blocks very early and Ireland got a yellow card, I'd say, in the first two minutes. And then 
France scored, Ireland scored, France scored, Ireland scored, and then it kind of floodgates open. Oh but kind of like the men, Ireland had a lot yeah. of possession, but literally one lost ball, France capitalised on it, and we chip over and regather, and they were scoring tries for fun then in the second half. So kind of made the score look a bit one-sided, but Ireland actually had a lot of possession, but just weren't able to turn it into points. Yeah, I heard Lynn Cantwell make a really interesting point the other day. She was talking about the level that French ru women's rugby is at is so high and they're so impressive that she almost wanted to see them play as well as they could, yeah. despite the fact that they beat Ireland, but how good that would be for women's rugby and to show how much has progressed over the last few years. Um, I thought that was a really interesting point. Is that something that you'd, that you'd share? Yeah, I think like when we were playing France, they were always so physical. A lot of them girls play rugby for minis, you know, which was something unheard of when we started playing. It was like you were 18 years of age, or now obviously it's getting a lot younger. But I think that is what you want to see. You want to see good competitive matches. You don't want to see the one-sided affairs where it's 53-0. You know, you want a good match, but you want to see the skill set and see how far they've come. And I don't think the French played as well as they could have. I think they were just weren't really bothered. As soon as they got their bonus point before halftime, they were like, yeah, Graham, we've, we've, you know, we've done what yeah. we had to do. But I think Lynn's right. You're trying to make it that it's just a game of rugby. It's not women's rugby and, you know, oh, it's slower pace or they're not as good as skills. So it is about trying to, I suppose, uh, promote it a little bit more. Yeah, you're you're doing a bit of a bit of coaching and a bit of media. Yeah, you're doing a bit of media at the game, were you? Yeah, well? I commentate on RT Radio. Uh huh. Yeah, so with Michael Corcoran, so uh, it's yeah. good, it's good fun. You're in safe hands there, anyway. Yeah. Um, how long ago? When did you retire then? So I uh, retired in 2014, uh -huh. post World Cup. Uh, I was debating. I didn't retire as soon as the World Cup finished. I kind of was like, will I go another Six Nations? Will I not? Yeah. Um, and then I decided, my body kind of decided, right, it's time to go. And then they went and won another Six Nations after that. So I probably yeah. should have maybe waited one more year. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, did, you, so did you go straight into the coaching and the media then? Yeah, so I kind of took over at my club that I was playing with. I was playing with Cook and I kind of went from a player role to a kind of player coach's role. And then as I totally my body totally got wrecked and I was more of a coach then and then I took a year out as I totally burnt out from doing it all but was that tricky was that a tricky transition because we had we had Will Addison <laughs> in earlier on yeah and he played with Peely and he said Peely was way better crack and more dead on when he was a player yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I mean yeah. Have you kind of, you yeah, still... Probably, yeah, probably. You're more like going, no, Grace, you're totally wrong. Why are you trying to tell us to do that? Like, when you were on the pitch, you didn't do that. And you're like, no, do as I say, not as I do, you know? So. Yeah, and then the media thing as well, because I've experienced this recently. You kind of, you have to just be a little bit more objective, but you're very aware, I must have said, us and, you know, us talking about Ulster, I don't know how many times, that for Premier Sport, I actually got the director in my ear saying, stop saying, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you'll not be back. <laughs> <laughs> Your objective. Yeah. I suppose. So, but then, then you don't want to be, I mean, if you, if, it, if you get too, I, I mean, I, I almost I like kind of being a bit naive because I'm unashamedly yeah. an Ulster fan because, and that's very difficult for that to change. Do you find that as well? I think on radio it's a little bit easier because you're going, oh, like you're kind of not making any noise, but you're doing the actions, you know, but you keep your mouth shut. So 
you're kind of holding your your you know your head in your hands, and uh, so you get away with it a little bit more. I'd say if I was on camera, <laughs> no, it would be a, a yeah. different story. You'd be able to capture that. Yeah. Uh, well, you say you, you keep your mouth shut. See, I, I haven't kept my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the start of the season, I forget what game it might have been. Scarlets or Edinburgh, one of the early games, and uh, it was when Henry Spate came over. It might have been his first game. I hadn't even met Henry Spate. And he got the ball and took off down the wing. And I was like, go on, Henry! <laughs> <laughs> Henry is just like my mates. And that's, that's when I got told off. But I think I'm just, uh, just deluded. I think I'm just like pure Ulster. And, and it's not a good trait whenever you're trying to be objective. Well, I think like I, uh, I worked on the Women's World Cup final that was actually in Ravenhill. And I was lucky enough to get to do the New Zealand-England game. And I think that was really nice because I was totally objective. You know, I knew all, a lot of the English girls from playing against them. You know, I admired a lot of the New Zealand girls from seeing them play and playing against them and stuff. So I think that was an amazing game. It was a, a huge spectacle for women's rugby. You know, it was end-to-end stuff. It was exciting to the last minute, you know. So uh, I really enjoyed doing that one. Because as you say, although, say, at the weekend, France are winning and you're trying to, like, highlight how good a play France are doing and, you know, they're really good players. And, and at the same time, you know, you're going, why are the Irish girls not doing better? You know, come on, girls, get a, a G up. So it is nice doing it when it's not players you know, I suppose. Yeah, I think Michael Corkin's always good for giving that G up as well. Like, he finds it very difficult to not get behind the Irish team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and looking ahead to the to the Irish game this weekend, have you any thoughts on, on how, you know, I haven't seen them, Ireland perform so well against France the weekend, they get the win. How do you think they'll, they'll do going into the, it's, to the final game against Wales? It's a must-win game. You know, they're sitting... Four, like fourth at the minute if they lose to Wales they'll, be, they'll drop to fifth we're usually you know every Six Nations you're usually talking the worst in recent years will be third Italy are sitting on that spot at the minute obviously our Italy beat Ireland which was the first time in a, lot, in a long time in the Six Nations or the only time in the Six Nations but um, I think they showed in spells how well they played, you know, even with Leah Lyons and uh, Michelle Claffey injured, you know, he'd end your brain in for a first cap, did extremely well there, you know, and Lindsay Pete's back from injury. And I think if they match up front, especially the back row, you know, Lily Crap's doing really well. And then obviously you've Claire Malloy and uh, Kira Griffin is like have playing Stormers. So I think it's a real battle of that uh, back row. Uh, how well they do and how well they dominate in that breakdown area, but um, it's it's always a real battle with the Welshies. You know, it's it's always a real close game. Like yeah, yeah they're, damn always, Welshies. they're always on, they're always on the edge. You know, so I He's hope right I really hope you. they win. Like I really do. Um, and Dwayne for the for the Irish match on Sunday, as you said, the, or on Saturday, the the Welsh defence obviously being very strong at the moment. Um, if you were to look at that Welsh defence, how would you uh, look at ways that Ireland could break them down? I think I think I'd probably one of Joe Schmidt's trademarks is sort of set piece attack and, and finding little little ways of breaking down defences. And I think you know I think over the last couple of games, Wales traditionally well been very strong in phase in phase attack. You know, all Scotland caused them a few troubles um, on the weekend, but I just think. You know, maybe you'd have to go after that sort of launch play type type plays for me. You mm-hmm. know, try and beat them at source there. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what that's what Ireland will target. I don't know, Dev, you probably know more than me on that, really. But 
it's probably a trademark of, of Ireland over the last couple of years. We've had good, good sort of set piece attack and good launch plays and able yeah. to break people down that way. Yeah, and obviously, like one of the most important things for that is getting the actual balls in the line out. Do you know what I mean? So, like, and, and, and we kind of got back on track last weekend with Hendy coming in and he called a great line out. And I think, um, again, with set piece, it's kind of that confidence when you come to get that confidence back, you're kind of going after it. So, it's uh, obviously set piece is, is um, hugely important this weekend. Would you change much going into each uh, different game against a different opponent in what you do, or um, is it very much this is how we play and we'll just impose this on each team? Or set piece wise? Ah, uh, just in general. No, like you, you, like you do adapt to who you're, whoever you're playing. Um, yeah. Obviously, you get told by the coaches how you, what, what you're going to do, how you're going to play, but like, like you have a, have a, have a, you have obviously your characteristics of a team of how, how you, how you, how you think you're going to play, and obviously. Um, um, like as as a as a general game plan, you would obviously ha have have stuff you you stick to, um, like your non-negotiables and and what you want to get out of every game. But as you said, I think every every team is different, and you gotta you gotta be able to adapt that at every week. What about Ulster Peely this year? Um, obviously, last year was a long old season, and uh, um, I think whenever you came in, you. More or less said, you know, Tommy Trimby, you lads are going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fine, I was happy enough. <laughs> um, there's obviously a lot of youngsters, Robbie Little, Balakun, Jacob's still a youngster, believe it or not. And we seem to be going the right direction, we seem to be making significant steps. And um, what about Dan, what about the influence he's had? And uh, It just looks like there's a lot to be positive about. Yeah, definitely, I think... Um you know, positivity throughout the squad has been, been really good. I think that, um, you know, some of them young guys have really well, had to be thrown in in many respects because, you know, they've had a lot of injuries and stuff and they've been exposed early, really. And, you know, fair play to them. They've, t they've taken their chances and they've been, they've been brilliant for us. So, um, you know, from that perspective, it's great to see that those guys coming through, you know, the guys you mentioned there. Um, and, and, you know, I just think that, you know, some, some of the big players as well have been, have been very good for us this year. Um, you know, Jacob as well on the wings has been, been in great form, hasn't he? I mean, you know, especially in the European games. He's I'm sick of Jacob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even think he's that good. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're better. You're better. Uh, you're better. You're great. That's because we're married. You're going to have an affair with Jacob Stockton. <laughs> yeah. Even like uh, Billy Burns has been good, I think. You know, I think he's been a great addition to the squad. And, you know, you mentioned Will. Um, good, two, two good characters as well, not just good rugby players. They've been good in the dressing room and stuff for the lads. And, you know, they, um, Peely, you know, are you the good. duck feeder? No. Nope. <laughs> 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 Do you have any idea who the duck no, feeder is? not a clue, no. no. That's exactly what you'd say if yeah. you're the duck feeder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like, there must be some... Like, there must be some suspects in, in the squad know. or it's kept kept very quiet really um, kept away from the coaches so leave them to it uh. it's a good way to galvanize the squad by doing stuff like that isn't it just a mess and, and act yeah, definitely yeah. maggot yeah you did a great job <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely stuff like that's great you know i think uh have a bit of fun i think jp controls all the fun with us you know being the coach yeah and uh, he's pretty good in that sort of stuff, so he'll uh, he'll drive that quite a bit. Yeah, well, I think he's good. 
Ulster have been my favourite team to watch this year, I must say. Um, Attack-wise especially, I think the intent there and the, the, the variety in your play, um, is that something that you would be that you would focus on a lot? Speed of ball, tempo? Yeah, I think speed of ball is definitely something. I think, you know, obviously, you know, if you try and play quick, it's, it's very difficult to defend. And I think it's just with the young kids, they bring a lot of enthusiasm as well. And I think, um, you know, you've got you to give them the license to go and, to go and play. I think that, um, you know, from, well, that's just my opinion. That if you stifle it and say, like, right now, we've got to play this way, or we've got to stay to state of systems. Obviously, as Dev mentioned, the part one, the basics and stuff have to be there, but it's about having the intent to go and have a crack at people, really, with a ball, and mm. that's what we try to do, you know. I think, um, you know, I, I think having, like, uh, as I mentioned, Billy... Billy at 10 has been really good in that respect as well. He's come from Gloucester, he'll chuck the ball around anyway, so he's, he's keen to, to have a crack at things, so it's, uh, it's been good. And how important is that, uh, as a scrum half, that speed of ball? Like, is it a split-second thing that makes a difference in, in yeah. catching? It's something I've been kind of aware of over the last few weeks, massively, watching yeah. scrum halves in the Six Nations. Yeah, massively. I think that... Um, I, it's frustrating sometimes because I think the way the game's refed, some, I think there's a lot of people who lay on the wrong side and move, we're rolling into the nine, started coming into the game a bit. But um, ultimately, the split, like a split second, can cause massive difference for the for the defensive setup really, in terms yeah. of how they get round the corner and stuff. So, Phil, I remember a few years ago, um, about four or five years ago, we sat down with Ulster and we did a goal setting session, you know, like typically you do, and the questions were, what do we what do we want to be better than anybody else at? What do we want to kind of improve at? All these different categories, but the better than anybody else, everybody was saying we want to be more precise, we want to be more aggressive, we want to make Kingspan a fortress, all this stuff. One group came back and said, we want to be better at keeping Pinar fit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think Paul Marshall was there in the room and he was a bit gutted. <laughs> but... On that point, like, obviously, Ulster have got you know vastly better this year. Is a lot of that because Marcel's fit and we're getting gain lines? Well, obviously, it helps. It helps when we got him. Definitely, I think that um, you know we didn't play. What did he play? Eighty minutes for us last year, and the year before we didn't play that much either. So he's huge, isn't he? He's a huge guy, and um, you know he's nice to have in the team. And just as you said, just gets your, gets your gain line almost every time he carries. So it's. Uh, Pretty, stop, pretty tough to stop, I think. Yeah, he's just old school, isn't he? Like, he must Definitely. make nines, jobs, a gift. Just you get a gain line, you're going to get another gain line. You put Marcel on your team, and you're, you know, I mean, you're going to be way better off. So rugby's a really simple game. You get as many Marcels in your team. As you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Marcel's so in the forwards, and Pinar's in the back. I think that's the magic formula. Yeah. Exactly. CJ Stander's a bit like that as well, isn't it? Like, Connor Murray. And, uh, <laughs> I suddenly feel so alone. <laughs> um, Grace, you were saying before that I was interesting about your current situation with uh, coaching Malone, that you're pretty much a one-man band when it comes to prepping the team, logistics, washing the jerseys, um, picking the team, coaching the team. 
Are you physio as well? Is this <laughs> a bit of everything? I think it was uh, worse of my old club. I kind of took every single role. I think Malone now is a really good setup with the women's section. Okay. Uh, so definitely in my old role, I was bottle washer, you know, physio bag filler, uh, you know, bus organizer, organizing the food. Um, and I think that's probably a problem with women's rugby and especially at grassroots is getting the volunteers in or, you know, girls retire and they kind of disappear, but it's trying to, you know, retain people to help out and be involved with a team because, you know, you need them people around. And it's, it's funny because when you're a player, you think, oh, I'll never get that same buzz again when I'm not playing anymore. You know, you, the big days, you know, and you're, that's what you're training and putting the hard work in. But, you know, as a coach now or as a, you see with managers or anyone involved with a team, like when you see your team doing well, you know, you kind of go through it with them. And I see there um, a few weeks ago, you know, we played a really big match with Malone and the girls performed really well, you know, and it, you just take great pride in that. And I think people miss out when they don't volunteer, they don't help out at their local club or, or stay involved. Because I know for me, when I stepped away from the coaching and I had a year out, you know, it suddenly becomes a very quiet place, you know, when you don't have all your teammates around or, you know, a team. So I think being with Malone now is brilliant. You know, there's a really good setup. They've, you know, girls under 16s, under 14s, 18s, you know, a girl there two weeks ago turned 18 and now she's straight into a seconds team and a, a senior team. So it's uh, that's what you want. You want these grassroots all the way up so that the girls can see then they can go to uh, uh, Malone actually played half time at the women's match on uh, on Saturday night. So, you know, yeah. they can see then their idols playing and that they have that opportunity to play. So, uh, I think more clubs supporting their women's section will be huge. Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Doug Feeder suspect. <laughs> Shout at her quick. Um, before we, yeah, we, I suppose we move on past the Welsh match and looking towards the big uh, Brexit weekend when Ulster take a trip down to uh, <laughs> Dublin. <laughs> What a random coincidence that is. <laughs> um, are you looking forward to that, uh, Dwayne? That, that challenge, I suppose, and going into the belly of the beast? Definitely. I think it'll be, um, it's going to be awesome for, you know, for, for us. I think that obviously the challenge is huge. You know, as, you know, there's no doubt in that to go to, go to Leinster. Undoubtedly, probably the best side, in, you know, over the last couple of years in Europe. So it's, it'll be uh, it's a huge challenge for us. But, you know, we'll... We're looking forward to it, and it'll be, uh, I'm sure it'll be a, an awesome occasion. Yeah, Dev, will you will you even play the first <laughs> game? Will you play the second? <laughs> in, 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 in typical Lannister style. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you want me to answer that. <laughs> um, it's going to be a great weekend, I think. Um, obviously, for us, it's it's a it's great being back in the Viva, and we obviously lo love getting there and, and playing the big games there, and and. There's going to be no bigger weekend than, than obviously two Irish teams going at it. So it's uh, obviously you know, good to be to be missing it. Um, I'd have loved to be involved, but obviously it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, it's the game that just keeps on giving when you've got six nations and you think, like, wow, it can't get much better than this. And then two weeks later, you get the quarterfinals with three Irish teams involved and all of a sudden we're in the World Cup before we know it. Um, I want to actually take you back, Dwayne, quickly to... Uh, Lions in 2005, was it? Um, 
And we were looking up earlier on the moment when Drico, which was a big moment in Irish rugby, when Drico picked up the grass um, during the Hacka, and you were at, at the front with him yeah. because you were the youngest yeah. player on the team, right? Yeah. Uh, what was that experience like? Free shit, really. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, so we were at the sort of the team meeting on the Thursday before the game, and they were saying, right, this is what we're going to do to the hacker. So, all right, okay, so we're going to get Tricko up the front, and then we're going to get the youngest guy right behind him, and everyone else sort of 10 metres behind, so I'm looking around, thinking, like. <laughs> Thinking, oh shit, it's me, right? so, <laughs> so we so we practiced this and like everyone's ten meters behind. And then when the game came, they were actually about thirty meters behind. <laughs> they were miles away, and it was just me and him up there. And I was like, all the eyes on the he's on the floor, and everyone's looking at me. And I'm thinking like, oh, here we go. But yeah, so um, that was the start of it, and it didn't get much better actually. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate yeah. backfire. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, what so was the significance of the toss grass? So it yeah. was sort of like the leader and then the youngest warrior, warrior. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest, the rest of the team then after. So, uh, yeah, we clipped, well, team meeting Monday, first thing you said, right, we'll scrap that. That's <laughs> gone. So, uh, yeah, so I don't know, I was just trying something different and... Um, Try something different five minutes later, Dricky was going to stretch it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah. Kind of felt like you were being sacrificed as the, young, the youngest one. Exactly. Sacrifice our youngest to the Maori. Exactly. Um, just out of Wales, then, at the moment, uh, what's happened during the week with the, with the club scene? Obviously, there's been a, a, a lot of controversy around the chaos in the regions. <coughs> um, Scarlets and Ospreys have had a lot of players that potentially be affected by it. Yeah. Um, how tough would that be, I suppose, to put one side aside? Yeah, I think it's I think it's huge really for the players. I think, you know, obviously I think there's I think in every region at the minute there's say fifteen to twenty players not contracted. So they don't know if they've got jobs in effect with three pay packets left, you know. So it's 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 more than it's more than just rugby really for them, you know, it's a, it's their livelihoods and mortgages, families, etc. So from our perspective, it's very tough on the players. I think, um, you know, to get to get that stuff right, and um, ultimately, either the union want to make steps to make sure that the future of Welsh rugby is strong and the future of Welsh rugby is successful. I think that um, you know the the regions in itself. I think they've gone pretty decent in some of the Pro 14 stuff or uh, Pro 12, whatever it was, a, a couple of years back, but. You know, probably probably missed out a few times in Europe. I think you know, and never won. Not no one regions won a won an European title. So they're obviously striving for that, and it's about getting the balance for that right. But for the players, it's hard work. You know, for the staff, it's hard work. Not just the coaching staff, it's whoever really physios and commercial everything, isn't it? Mm. So they, so it's uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty big week. It's pretty disappointing, really, for me. I like where the way it was. Played out in the media a bit. Mm. Timing uh, wasn't great, obviously. Timing's obviously the difficult. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. But um, they need to get something. They need whatever, whatever's going to happen needs to be done. Really. Yeah. In my, in my mind. Yeah. Great history of rugby in the in Wales, obviously in the country, and you want to see it doing as well as they should. And um, 
which they obviously are internationally, but it would be it would be great to see the club scene kick yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think it's 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 fairly new, really. I think the game went uh, provincial in Wales in 2003, so it's not really been had a massive history there. You know, they all, the 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 regions have done well, and as I said, in the league stuff, Scarlets have. I think four times Heineken Cup semi-finalists, um, but never really quite quite gone on there. But uh, yeah, it'd be good to get it sorted, and, and and then we can move on, really. Okay, I suppose quickly back to Ulster for everyone in the room. Uh, <laughs> Rory Best saying he might finish up after the World Cup. Uh, what do you think of that? Have you any much and much more information on it, or no, I've got no you'll have him back for Ulster? <laughs> I presume no. you'll have him back for Ulster anyway. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I think that he's he's been you know great great figure for Irish rugby, and you know he's been great leader for Ulster. I think he's this year's. I, I, I speaking from from my own opinion, I think he's playing some of the some of his best stuff really. Yeah, and honestly, I think that he's been really really good, and I think for us as uh, in Ulster, he's been he's been excellent. So. Uh, yeah, so JB, um, it'll be, you know, where a decision he makes will be the best for him, I suppose. You have a slag off him, would you? Hmm. Go on. It feels like we're coming to an end here, and we've just touched on Rory retiring and a lot of Welsh rugby players losing their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so take a turn for the worst there. But uh, that's all we've got time for. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to lose our jobs as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we finish up, uh, for the tickets that we're going to give away, we're going to give away them afterwards um, uh, when we make a decision on that. I think someone here, maybe Dev, is going to pick the winner. But uh, on that note, uh, yeah, Dev, I've just decided that right now. <laughs> uh, Thank you all very much for coming out tonight. Did you have a good night? Yeah. Awesome. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we give a big round of applause to our guests, Grace, Dwayne, and Devon, please. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.